0: Watch heavy Bibles tonight. Let's all stand. I want to read our text, and <clears throat> I'm gonna preach until it's about 10 o'clock. So, <laughs> let's all stand. Uh, Hebrews, the sixth chapter. We're preaching through the book of Hebrews, as you know. <clears throat> Hebrews, the sixth chapter, and we're gonna preach on the eleventh and twelfth verses tonight. <clears throat> He says, and we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of the hope unto the end, that you be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Again, Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the ability to read it. Thank you, Lord, for what you do for us and Take care of us, and Lord, the thing that you've taught us through your word. Lord, we're just so thankful for it. We'd be lost without it. We wouldn't know which way to turn, we wouldn't know what to say. And Lord, take care of us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. You May be seated. I've titled this message tonight, uh, Follow Until the End. Now, I want you, I want to remind you of something here that, that we're still in the context of verse six that began in verse six. Uh, No, I'm, I'm sorry, that began in verse, uh, um, three. The context which began in verse three says, and this we will do if God permits. You know, uh, I think far too many times we, We try to do things, and as Brother Sam has said many times over the years, we try to get out ahead of God. And, uh, but we, we can't do that, you know. Uh, we, you know, we've studied this. We, uh, this we will do if God permits. You know, well, one of them is if, if God permitted us to lose our salvation was one of them we talked about. But this comes under the same context. I want you to keep that in mind as we go through this. We have seen the many things that will happen if God permits to happen. What we're going to preach tonight is no difference. You know, if, if God permits us to follow until the end, then it will be God's permission for us to do that, to follow until the end. Now, you know, Jesus said in one place, 24th chapter of the book of of, of Matthew, uh, Jesus said that those that endure to the end shall be saved. Now, Paul here is, is speaking to these Jews who, who had gone, they, they just had gone, uh, completely, uh, uh, haywire as far as the religion was concerned. As most of you know that, uh, these Hellenistic Jews that Paul is writing to here, a lot of them were members of the, of the church at, uh, Jerusalem and when persecution came uh, they were scattered and so this was some of them that Paul is writing to now as he uh, as he is writing to these Jews now we know that Paul was the uh, uh, was the one that was sent to the Gentiles but Paul had a great love for his people and so this that's the reason that this book the Hebrews is sort of Completely out of the context of, of when you go through the Bible and you go First Peter, Second Peter, uh, and First John, well, and down through there, those those there are Hebrews is set right in the middle of those, set in the middle of those uh, of of uh, Timothy and uh, and also of uh, of um, those, those scriptures there, and he Hebrews is right in the middle of it. And, and, and here we, this is reason when, when we were preaching, when we were teaching through the Bible back several years ago, we started teaching through the New Testament, and we skipped the book of Hebrews for that very reason. It's because the book of Hebrews is uh, set in here, and it's, 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 almost, it's almost completely out of the context of, of what we study here in the New Testament but but it is these Jews Paul realized that these Jews he had a great love as we've already said had a great love for these Jews and so he he uh, he wrote to them and helped them get straightened out because a lot of these Jews had begun to do what the gentiles did they had joined in with the gentile religions and which was all uh, which was all a uh, heretical religion and they had joined in with them and And they had become a part of it, and now Paul is teaching them how to come out of it and what they what they need to do every day that they live. And this is one of the things that we're going to talk about tonight. Now, if God permits, we must always follow righteousness to the end. You you never you never stop following righteousness. You always follow it to the end. You don't you don't throw up your hands and give up and quit. You know, Brother Kendall was. Talking about coming up here. Uh I was telling the church here a while back when I accepted the call to preach. Uh I went I came forward at the Emmanuel Baptist Church up there in Kentucky and told them the Lord was calling me to preach. Well, Brother Jim Jeffries was my pastor, brother Robbie Jeffries daddy. And he pointed out, three of us came forward that Sunday and said we were the Lord was calling us to preach. And Brother uh, Jim looked at me, and he said, I want you to preach tonight. And that was Sunday morning. He said, I want you to preach tonight. Now, you're talking about putting a, somebody on the spot. That put, a young, that put a young man on the spot. But uh, I tell you, this is something, if God permits, uh, we, will, we, we will always follow righteousness to the end. Now, what is the great apostle's desire for those to whom he writes? What's his great desire to these people? Well, he states it. He says, "And we desire <clears throat> that every one of you do show the same diligence." You know, folks, there's no difference in Christians. I mean, we 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 take so much, we see so much difference in Christians. You know, this one teaches this, that one teaches this, but Paul says here that his desire for them is. That they would, uh, that they would be, they would all have the same diligence toward Christ and toward the teachings of the Word that the other one has. That, that they're not, they're not mixed up, not they're not arguing among themselves, they're not fussing with one another over what one of them believes and what one of them says. Well, this church believes and that church. I, I went to this, I went to this Gentile meeting, and this is what they said here. And I went to the other says, I went to this Gentile meeting. And this is what they said here. And Paul said, my desire for you is that, that, that every one of you have the same diligence. And that diligence is to follow the Lord until the end. That show the same diligence for what? Listen, folks, when it comes to ministering to others, there must never be any partiality. And that's what they did they they would they they showed partiality they toward uh, toward others and and so there, there's no partiality when it comes to teaching the truth there's there's no partiality when it when it comes to the truth of the word you know there's not many truths there's only one truth, one truth that's all they are there's not many truths and and and, and we shouldn't show partiality to someone who may not be preaching the truth. Or to someone who who is maybe preaching the truth and, and we show partiality to them, you know, he said, I want all of you to be the same. I want all of you to be the same way. And he says, and uh um it was it was the apostle Peter who said then Peter opened his mouth and said, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. That's in Acts ten and verse thirty four. God is no respecter of persons. You know, God, God, God saves everybody just alike. Now, you, I have not been saved any different than you've been saved. I know there's different circumstances around uh, coming to salvation, but, uh, but we all save just alike. You know, every one of us, every one of us is saved just, just the same way. You know, if you're saved, you're saved the same way I was. I'm saved and, and and I'm saved the same way you you were saved. There's no difference in us as far as salvation is concerned. God doesn't expect any of us to be to be a respecter of persons. In, in another place, the great apostle, that is, the great apostle Paul, said, and the reason I call him the great apostle Paul is that's distinguished him from me. Because I'm not, I'm not a great Paul, but he was. The great apostle Paul. Said, I have showed you all things. How that so laboring you ought to support the weak to remember the works of the Lord Jesus. How he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Keep that in mind. Always keep that in mind. It is more blessed to give than to receive. It's more blessed to, to, to give, to give than to receive. It's, uh, it's just one of those things. It's one of those great things that the Lord said. Uh, That's more blessed to give than to receive. So let's uh, this, just this, this think upon those things tonight. You know, we we sometimes sometimes we've always got our hands out to receive, but we never forget, we never forget about. It. As I believe Stephanie or Winston or somebody said on their Facebook, you can't outgive God. You know, you 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 can't outgive God. You know, you might say, well, you know, I've got this. You can't outgive God. And I always tell this story when I get into this, something like this, as far as what Jesus said, to old fellow uh, up in Kentucky who killed two people. He killed two people because they wouldn't move a cart in the grocery store. He shot and killed them. Well, that person was somebody that, wouldn't no, wouldn't no preacher dare to go talk to him because he was, he was mean as he could be. Well, I went to his house and I talked to him, Coley Groves. I'll never forget his name as long as I live. And old Coley came to church and he came down and trusted the Lord as his savior. And one Sunday he was standing at the offering box crying. And I went back there and I said, brother Coley, I said, what's the matter? He said, I don't have anything to put in. He said, "I want so much to give to God, but he said I don't have anything to give." So I gave him ten dollars. I said, "Here, put this ten dollars in," and he put the ten dollars in, and he walked out of there a happy person because he was able to give uh, something. And so that's that's way that's way all of us should be. The great apostle wanted for those of our text to be to to not cease laboring, and I want the same for all of you. I don't want, I don't want you to cease laboring. It's good to see the, these out on Wednesday night. I know we've got some, it's not here tonight, but it's always good to see people come out on Wednesday night. And uh I believe here I I don't I think a couple of Sundays ago we had 50, I think 52 people here. I believe it was a couple of Sundays ago. And that's great. That's wonderful. It's good to see people come out. And and I'm glad for that and and people be consistent in that. Uh but um Uh, that's, that's all I want for you is, is I don't want you to cease laboring. I want you to wake up every morning saying, well, I've got to labor for the Lord today. Oh, I know you got to go to work. I know you got other things to do, but, uh, just, just wake up with the fact I have got to labor for the Lord today. I've got to do something for the Lord today. If it's, if it's just pray. You know how many people go through a whole day and never stop to pray? How many people go through a whole day and never stop to study the Word? You know, get 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 up every morning with with with, uh, with with the desire to to want to serve the Lord. Uh, I I would I wouldn't want all of you. I would want all of you to exercise the same faith and love toward others in ministering to those saints. Who need to be loved and taught how to have faith? You know that's a wonderful thing. You know we can we can teach people. There there's a lot of people doesn't know how to follow faith. They don't they don't know how to do it. We have simple examples of faith. You know, but sometimes those those aren't sufficient. You know, faith is a substance of things hoped for, uh, but they're they're the things that's not seen. That's faith. You know we 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 have faith that these pews will hold up. Uh, we've had these pews full before. That these pews will hold up the number that they're supposed to hold up. We have that faith. We have faith that this or that. But uh, the faith that the Lord is referring to here is to always trust in Him. Always trust what He would what he, that He's going to bless us, and He talks about the promises that He's going to give us and trust that those are going to come. This type of labor is spiritual labor. There have been those in the past who have needed lifting up by faith and love, and there are those who now need it, and there will be those in the future who need it. They, they need to be taught what it means to have faith and love. You know, it, it's you can't, as I've said before, and I've said this many, many years, you can't beat love. You can't. You can't beat love. You you love one another. You're gonna have a nice church. You love one another. You're going to you're going to love the Lord, and you're going to love to do what the Lord would have to do. But if you, uh, as I've said before, I used to drink coffee with some fellows at McDonald's many years ago. One fellow always sit on this end of the table. Other fellow sit on this end. And I asked him one time. I said, How come y'all do that? Don't y'all go to church together? He said, Yeah, we go to the same church. But I, one, of them, one of them said, Well, I hate him. And another, one over here on the table said, Well, I hate him. I mean, how, how can that be? How can that be? You, you just wonder what kind of church is it, and what kind of people are they who hate one another. Hate is something that is just, it's, it's so hard to do. I mean, there there's people that. Before the Lord saved me, that there were people that I wanted to kill. And there's no doubt about it. There's just people I wanted to kill. But I have found hard after the Lord saved me not to love those people. Very hard not to love those people and, and realize. Matter of fact, I went and witnessed to some of them that, that, that I really hated before the Lord saved me. By exercising faith and love will cause others to have full assurance of themselves in the Lord's work. That's what's what Paul is referring to here in these two verses, verses 11 and 12. He says, And we desire that every one of you do show same diligence to the full assurance <coughs> to the full assurance of, of hope unto, unto the end. I'm sorry, my eyes give way on me. That ye be not slothful, but follow the followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Those promises are coming. You know, you you got, you've got uh, uh, there, there's nothing you can say, nothing you can do. You know, you take a sick person, a sick person unto death, what do you say to them? What, what do you say to them? What, what, what is it you say to them? I, I know I have a hard time finding words to say if I go visit somebody that's dying. But there's one, there's one thing you can say to them, and that is that the Lord has promised us these things. And we have to trust that the Lord is going to give us these things. You, you might say, well, I won't have that problem. You better wait until the death dew comes on your brow and the death rattle comes in your throat before you start saying something like that. Because I tell you, folks, now what did Paul want for them? The diligence... Uh, the great apostle wanted for them was to come to the full assurance of the hope unto the end. Full assurance of hope to the end. But have, have all the hopes that God gives. You know, Bible says Peter said God gives us a lively hope. You you can have a dead hope. You know, these people say I hope I'm saved. That's a dead hope. These these people that say I hope I'll be in heaven someday. That's a dead hope. A live hope says I know i'm saved live hope says i know i'm going to be in heaven that's a that's a that's a living hope that's a lively hope as peter spoke up there in the scriptures listen let me say to you we never will lose hope in christ as i have heard some say when they get down in the dumps you'll never lose hope in christ if you're saved you'll never lose hope in christ You know, that's why Paul said, I want all of you to be diligent. I want all of you to be just alike. I don't want any indifference as far as what you're doing. So there's one thing for sure that uh we'll never lose hope in Christ if we're a saved person. We may and must likely, most likely will, get down every now and then, but let me assure you, God will not let you get down to where you can't be lifted back up. I, I, I've seen it too many times over the years. Brother Kendall was saying that if if I live to be uh, until the first Sunday in August, I'll be pastoring 54 years. And uh, and I've always I've always seen that that every time I get down, God always sends something along to bring me back up. Always, He always does it. He's always done it. Yeah, I've been down a lot. I sure have. But God has always, as one preacher said one time, he said, you don't know how many times I've given up the ministry in my life. But he said, I, I find something that brings my hope back to me, brings things back to me, bring, get encourages me. And so that, that's a wonderful thing to say. God will not permit his children, his child to lose all hope. Now what causes one to give up? The same thing, <clears throat> the same thing the great apostle said to them, that ye be not slothful. Laziness. What does that, what does that word slothful mean? That word slothful means, I looked it up in, 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 the, Hebrew, in the Greek. That word los, los, slothful means lazy, dull of hearing, an unlearned person. That's a slothful person, a person that is just plain lazy. They're too lazy to get up and come to church. They're too lazy to study their Bible. They're too lazy to pray. He said, "You can't get you can't get that way, being slothful. You you have to you have to be you have to be ready to go." <clears throat> Most who fall into this category are those those who never study the Bible, don't listen when the Bible is expounded and really never learn what God expects of them. You know, I've told you many, many times over the years, you know, you, God will show you His will for your life. He'll show it to you. And He'll show you which what He wants you to do and which way He wants you to do it. I know because it's hap- it happens to me. It's happened to me over the years. You know, I, I know, I know every time what God would have me to do because He shows me what He wants me to do. And He... And as I've said many times before, you know, that I never go without God ever showing me what to do and, 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 and especially what to preach. God, you know, I, uh, as, I, as I said some time back, I was counting. I, I preached over 10,000 messages in the last 53 years, over 53 and a half years. I, pre- I preached over 10,000 messages And you know, and somebody said the other day, we have to give account to every word we say. Oh boy, i got to give an account for every word I've said over all those years. And sometimes that bothers me. Sometimes that bothers me because I know that to be true. But most people uh, don't know what God expects of them. Uh, So don't be like that. Don't don't be slothful. Don't be lazy. The great apostle had already spoke of them being this way in Hebrews five eleven. He told them of whom we have many things hard to be uttered, seeing you're dull of hearing. Paul knew that some of those he wrote to would not listen to what he had to say. Just like we preachers, we know that not everybody listens to what we have to say. Nobody listens. Sometimes uh, uh, when I think about it, sometimes we don't deserve for people to listen. But we, we listen. You know, we, we must listen. <clears throat> so we don't want to be like that. We must listen. How can we not be like that? The answer is be followed, but followers of them through faith and patience inherit the promises? Always follow. There, there's going to be people to follow. I've got people to follow. You've got people to follow. You've got people right in here to follow. You know. You, you might say, well, I, I I want to be like so and so. Well, be like so and so if they're if they're faithful. Be like so and so. Don't don't take something maybe they said years ago and hold it against them. If they're faithful, follow them. If I'm faithful, follow me. That's what Paul said. Paul said, follow me as I follow the Lord. So, you know, it, it be follow those that are faithful. Follow those that, that endure to the end. And you'll be right there with them when the end comes. Follow those. You know, follow those. If you have problems, if you have problems following people, then find those that, that are enduring to the end. Find those that are faithful. Find those that are true to the word, and follow them uh, to the end. <clears throat> Be followers. Peter was confronted by an angel. The angel told told Peter, "Gird thyself." Peter was Peter was uh, just got out of prison. He said, "Gird thyself, and bind on thy sandals," and so he did. And he said unto him, "Cast thy garment." About thee and follow me acts 12 and verse eight it said follow me and Peter Peter, Peter uh, bound his sandals whatever that means I don't know what that means uh, bind, bind on thy sandals you know I, I tie my shoes up when I put them on but uh, bind up thy sandals he did that. And, and, and he did it. And he said unto him, cast thy garment about thee and follow me. Don't, don't worry about what's back there. Well, what was it Christ told the man when the Lord told him to follow him? And the man said, well, I got to bury my daddy. He said, uh, let the dead bury the dead. I'm more important. You follow me. It's always important to follow the Lord. I don't care. There's nothing in your life that is more important to do than to follow the Lord. You might think there's a lot more important things to do. You, may, you might think that you you have a lot of important things to do. But follow the Lord regardless. Don't let anything, don't let anything stand in your way of following the Lord. All of us want to. Inherit all the promises as I spoke of this past Sunday. Then get in line and follow those who are following the Lord. Follow the Lord to his house when the doors are open. Follow the Lord to his word when teaching is needed. Follow his chosen and faithful servants. There was a time when the great apostle said, Follow me as I follow the Lord. I pray God will bless you tonight, and I'm going to quit right there. And so let's all